Uh-huh. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Uh-oh. Come on. Dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. Man, got a radio show. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. I can't even tell you, man. Um, I've been doing some thinking and, um, you know, just coming off vacation, I was um, really had some time to sit down and, and you know, just recharge myself. And, and just think about a lot of things and, and, and really spend some time with my wife and uh, her and I, um, you know, just recommitted ourselves and, and, and just went over a lot of things, just had a lot of long talks. Uh, you know, communication is the key, you know, and, and I'm a guy and I suffer with that, as do a lot of guys. I think a lot of women uh, say that they have a communication problem with their men. I'm no different, you know. I can write a book all day, but I, I still, I am a man. I'm wired a certain way. And it's not making excuses. It's just it's certain things that we have to pay attention to, especially when it comes to women, because of the way we're wired. And we were just sitting out there talking and having some conversations. And one of the things that I wanted to uh, mention today to you as one of the uh, principles of success being grateful at all times is difficult to do. I, I, I find that to be true with myself. Now, there are others that might be able to do it, but just from talking and listening and, 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 and living and learning, being grateful at all times is difficult to do, but it's necessary because it's, it's, it's such an act of faith in knowing that no matter what's going on, it's going to be all right. 
And it's hard to see that when things are not going in your favor. Whatever the case may be, when it's happening to you, it does appear to you that, oh my goodness, man, this is horribly one-sided. So it is difficult. It is hard to do, to be grateful at all times, but it's so necessary. And I, I just I just want to point out a couple of things to you. First of all, the difficulty in being grateful in hard times is that, number one, the, the present circumstances oftentimes is just so pressing and so overwhelming that a lot of your energy is devoted to trying to come up with the solution for that or trying to muster the strength to weather the storm or trying to just brace yourself to try to get through it. And in doing that, you don't, it's hard to be grateful. It's hard to be grateful in pain. And I know it is. But but here is the trick for me. This is what I've had to learn how to do. And I, I, I guess it takes practice to get here. It's not nothing you just start doing right away. You got to practice it in small increments to really get it. What I've always had to say to myself and what I've learned to say to myself is, this is happening to me because God is working me through something. This is happening to me because it's some form of test that I have to pass in order to graduate to the next grade, in, that, in order to be allowed to move to the next level. This is happening to me because there's something I need to purge my life of, my body of, my spirit of. And when you purge something, it's, it's painful. You know, it's like a person getting off drugs. The withdrawal is agonizing, I've, I've been told. And every documentary I've ever watched, it, it's an agonizing process to go cold turkey, to withdraw after you've been doing something so long. And so I know that this process is tough when you're going through some pain, but when you're purging your system, when you're, when, you, when you're having to pass a test, when you're about to make, when, when you're being made ready for the next level, that moment right in there, in realizing that that's what's happening, that's where you find the gratitude. That's where I found the gratitude. I hope I'm explaining this correctly. I'm going to keep trying until I get it. But that's where you find the gratitude. The, the second part of it is, is that, God has never left me in all the things I've done, in all the mistakes I've made, all the lies I've told, all the situations I've gotten myself into from being greedy and wanting too much for me at the expense sometimes of other people, not doing it deliberately or in a vindictive way because I've never had that spirit. I'm not a vindictive or mean person but sometimes in my life in wanting to do what I wanted to do I didn't totally weigh out the cause and effect of the other person I mean can I just be real with you with that I mean how many times we done all done that look it doesn't don't make you a bad person you know uh, good people do bad things all the time I just happen to have come to the realization that unknowingly and 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 not and not uh with 
malice intent towards a person. I've, I've hurt people. So in doing some of these things, I've created situations for myself. But God, through his grace and mercy, has allowed me to even get beyond that. So what I'm saying is God has never left me. In spite of myself, he's always gotten me through. So that's the other part of it too, see, that no matter what you're going through, you've got to understand that God has always gotten you through it. Now, hasn't he? Now, it may not be the way you wanted or the way you liked, but guess what? You, you can't do wrong and not pay for that now. That, that's not how this works. That's never going to be the case. But the great thing about God is he fires warning shots at us all the time. He gives us an opportunity to stop. You know, he don't fully punish us right away every time we do something wrong, now does he? You know, eventually you're going to get caught doing whatever it is you're doing. You do understand that, don't you? But the first time, that close call, that was a warning shot for you to stop. I know you got with her when you know you wasn't supposed to. And I know you got with him when you know you wasn't supposed to. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fire a warning shot, and maybe you'll slow your roll this time. But we keep on, though, see? See, see that's what happens. See, we just keep on. And then the next thing you know, we get caught. Now, oh, Lord, have mercy. I want out of this. Yeah, well, see, you done dug this hole pretty deep. And he going to get you out. But there's some things that's got to go down now. Because you didn't pay attention to the warning shot. See, had you stopped the first time you felt bad about it and said you wasn't going to do it no more, the situation wouldn't be as critical. But because we don't stop and we go again, but God always forgives. He always does that. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around the radio and make some noise. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. I like that. I, I didn't. It didn't. It didn't you didn't go like good. it? No, not really. But oh, I liked done. it, Steve. Okay, thank you, Shirley. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to try it again. Yeah. Good morning, Shirley. Hey, good morning, Steve. What's up? All right, everything, everything. Hey, Junior. Morning, Unc, my hero. What's up, pimp? What's going on, nephew Tommy? Doggy dog, top of the morning, baby. Uh, sitting up in here, man, just grooving. I love it when we're cruising together. Wow, you're musical mm-hmm. today. How's the anniversary, man? Melodic. Oh, man. Come on. Yeah, you couldn't Come even on. make it to work yesterday, so I know. Hell no. <laughs> Come I on. Was, I, was, I was in the recovery room. <laughs> yeah. With go. an IV in your arm. <laughs> Were you a little dehydrated, yeah, sir? Yeah, I was up in there just like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't tell you exactly where I went, but I took her to a suite mm-hmm. uh, overlooking the ocean. Aww. And uh, had several meals prepared, suite overlooking the ocean, right onto the water. And so... Mm. Had them prepare two meals, had her favorite wine there. We just sat up, man, and uh, talked, talked about our life, wrote some jokes together. What? Uh, you know, just fun stuff. She thinks she's funnier than she really is. Uh, I laughed, <laughs> of course. You better. <laughs> I laughed, you of course. Laugh. I wish you would yeah. act like you didn't think it was funny. <laughs> 
And it was just really, really, just really just a cool evening. Watched a movie and um, put some pressure on each other, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like how you describe it. You know, I put some pressure on you. You put some pressure on me. You know, we we press each other. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Some things got out of hand. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. No wonder you couldn't make it to work yesterday. I got to be there. You know, I was was trying to climb over the balcony and escape at one point. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to name three things. (laughs) You said you tried to. (laughs) Yeah, I was ass naked. I was hanging over the balcony trying to. I was trying to drop hang to the suite below me, but it wasn't one. So I had to pull myself back up and just go on back over there and deal with it. I'm going to name three things. Tell me if any of these things were involved yesterday. Um, A clock. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah, Yeah, with a loud tick on it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, (laughs) An elephant. Uh, Just a trunk. <laughs> I tried to save that one for last. <laughs> and a pair of Timberlands. Uh, mm. Only had one. I couldn't find the other. So that's all you couldn't find the other. You, you got grip. Just, grip. Just one shoe will give you enough grip. So now I understand yeah. the pressure you you speak of, yeah. sir. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> wow. All right, coming up at 32 after the hour, uh, Steve, we're going to talk about the first Democratic presidential debate. It kicks off tonight in Miami with all 100,000 of the Democratic candidates. Okay, it's so many. It's 23, actually. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, 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 the first Democratic presidential debate is set for tonight and tomorrow night at Miami's Arsht Center. Um, The debate will air on NBC, MSNBC, and Telemundo at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, with a total of 20 candidates, 10 each night. Uh, Candidates had to qualify to be invited. And to qualify, yeah, you had to get 65,000 donors to contribute to their campaign with 200 donors from at least 20 different states. Or they had to receive 1% of support in three polls the DNC deems as qualified. So everybody didn't make the cut. Everyone, nah. yeah, that's it's 23 candidates, only 20 made it, 10 each night. Well, who okay. didn't get the money? All right, so here's a list of the of the 20 candidates that qualified for the debate. Uh, okay. Cory Booker, mm-hmm. Bill de Blasio out of New York, he's the mayor. Uh, Julian Castro, uh, John Delaney. Tulsi Gabbard, stop me, you know, if you don't know any of them. one of them going to make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, start the list over. I'll tell you who ain't going to make okay. it. Okay, Cory Booker out of New Jersey, so the senator. Yeah. I like him, but he ain't going to be president. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Nope. Former HUD Secretary Julian Castro. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney. Hawaii uh-uh. Representative Tulsi Gabbard. Nope. Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Nope. Minnesota oh. Senator Amy Klobuchar, uh, former, she ain't Texas, make it. former Texas Congressman Beto, Beto O'Rourke, uh, Ohio, yeah, Beto, Ohio Rep Tim Ryan. Who? He ain't gonna make it. Who is that? Uh, Who? Say that again. Sound like Paul Ryan. That's why he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. She up in there. Yeah, man. she's heading I don't up know the, how, the polls. She, she, because she has a plan. That's all she talks about is, I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. She's got a plan. For everything. Yes, she does. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. He yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett. He ain't going to make it. 
Pete Buttigieg. You know, he's the mayor of South Bend. Yeah, he ain't going to make it either. Uh, <laughs> that, that last name does it for him, that Buttigieg. Go ahead. Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, out of uh, New York. She's a senator. She make it. I ain't seen a picture. Uh, Kamala Harris, California senator. Yeah, she in there, but it's getting a little shaky unless she starts saying something. Kamala has like to start saying I like her a lot. But she got to start saying something because she, this old, she has to, she has to come with it and stop saying, I, that's something I would consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these safe answers, she got to get a little bit more definitive. I think the the winning ticket, I'll tell you who I think it is. All right. John Hickenlooper out of Colorado. He's the governor. Hickenlooper. Nope. Uh, Ain't nobody going to make it. Uh, Bernie Sanders out of Vermont. He's the senator there, of course. Uh, Eric Swalwell, California representative. Mary Ann Williamson, the author. And An- for when I first looked at this, I thought it was uh, Andrew Young. But this no. is Andrew Yang, a no. businessman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know he was running. All right. Yeah. yeah. Everybody know him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that everybody? Uh, four. Here's the four that didn't make it. Uh, Seth Moulton, well, we uh, Ma- Ma- yeah. Mass- Massachusetts representative, uh, the mayor of uh, Miramar, Florida, Wayne Messman, Steve yeah. Bullock, the yeah. governor of Montana, uh-huh. Montana, and former Alaska. Uh, ain't nobody voting for nobody in Montana. They didn't even make the debate. <laughs> And you got more cows and you got people, you don't stand a chance in the state. I'm going to just tell you the real. All right, well, let me, Alaska? Yeah, Alaska uh, Senator Mike Gravel. Uh, he's in it, too. He, he didn't make it, but he's, he's the candidate. For president? For president. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, well they, they didn't make, make it. it. If you can't make yeah. this cut, how you going to make the? Here's the ticket. It's two tickets that has a chance of winning. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden yeah. and, and Kamala. Kamala. Kamala, or right now the way it looks. Wait, you're saying Joe Biden for president and Kamala for VP? That's who I think it would win. Okay, because you know uh, she wants to be president, I not VP. That. I understand that. <laughs> I know what you I want. I, yeah, I want to be a billionaire <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. I got I'm just that. saying, yeah. No, ain't nothing wrong uh-huh. with I'm And hey, man, look, I'm with her. I'm with her with everything she wants. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you. Okay. You know what you want and what is two different things. Okay. Who's the other ticket? Up? Huh? You said two. Yeah, you I said think two. I think Joe Biden and uh I think Joe Biden and uh I tell you who else I think Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. But she wants to be president as well now. We could have a female. President. Everybody can't be president. Yeah, but what about, I mean, what we, about Beto? He can't get in one of them companies. No, he ain't getting in. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone to win. Yeah. Win. Joe yeah. Biden's still yeah. number one. Yeah. Bernie's still number two, Elizabeth's number three, and she's gaining. Mm-hmm. She's I ain't gaining mad at her. You know, I, I, I didn't think she had a chance. Yeah, but people are starting but to like her. But she's starting to, yeah. well, you know, she's starting to make a lot of sense. But like you say, she does have a plan. Can can Biden and Bernie be together? They're, 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 no. They don't think alike, I don't mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, 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 can who be together? Biden, Biden and, and Bernie. Bernie. Oh, hell no. That's Mm-mm. such a cute-sounding ticket, though, isn't it? <laughs> I like it, it don't you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Biden and Bernie, two old white men. <laughs> and Bernie does not want to be VP. He wants to I'm be not president. going to be VP. I'm going to be VP. Shut up. <laughs> you free, shut up. Free everything. <laughs> Just give everything away. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so are, are we watching it? We are definitely watching oh, it I'm tomorrow. Oh, I'm watching it tonight. Yeah, I want to see it. Uh, tonight, I mean, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Everybody going to get a question apiece. That's about it. <laughs> yes. 
What's yeah. 10 each night? <laughs> I think I'd be pulling out if I didn't make the cut to this. But remember when Donald Trump was running? There was the whole, so many Republican candidates as well. There were a lot but in that race. But it was just you recognized him, and he was different. He was different and, because he was and, rude. Right. right. Obnoxious. He, very had, obnoxious. He, he yeah. gave people names. Yeah. yeah. He said stuff they wasn't supposed to say. He looked, everybody was waiting to see what yeah. he was going to say. John he was McCain. the guy from The Apprentice. He was exactly. a reality show guy, rich, supposed to be, uh, 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 supposed to be a, 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 what do you, come on, Steve, a real estate tycoon. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. but the problem with Donald Trump, he's everything so many people want to be. Exactly. Famous, rich, and Everyone. women. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, we'll be watching it. Coming up next, nephew in the building with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with our national news. And in entertainment news, Cardi B pleads not guilty in a Queens, New York courtroom. Donald Trump's third press secretary is named. But right now, nephew, run that prank back. What do you have for us tonight, tonight Surely. today, dear? Did I say tonight? Uh, you did. You just... <laughs> That's because it's still dark outside. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> what do you have for us today? <laughs> there are condoms at the cleaners. <gasps> Mm. Oh, this one breaks my there heart. There are condoms at the cleaner. I feel so for this woman. Don't feel for her. It's I pranking do. time. Let's go, cat dog. Hello? Hello. Uh, I'm trying to reach Tamika. Tamika. This is she. How you doing? I'm um, I'm Brad from um, Quality Cleaners. I'm the manager over here. Uh-huh. Listen, um, did you bring some clothes in this morning? Uh, no, I, I didn't bring anything in to you this morning. Okay. Well, listen, we, we got an order that was dropped off this morning here. Uh, it's a couple suits, uh, some business shirts, and a, a few other things. But there's actually been some articles actually left in the clothing. So we oh, want to my get... husband probably brought that down. Okay. He said well, he, he, he dropped it off this morning? It was dropped off like around seven this morning. But we got, it's got, a, it's worth, it's like about a hundred bucks cash in the pocket. There's a couple uh, business cards. Uh, there's there's a cup link here. I looked all over. There's only one cup link, and then there's two condoms in here. So I wanted to see if you guys wanted me to put this in a plastic bag or something and have it have it well, for what? you. Can, can you repeat what was in, left in there again? Well, we, like I said, we got a uh, it's like right at a hundred, maybe hundred five bucks of cash. Uh, there's a business card from an insurance company. There's another mm-hmm. business card for, um, uh, what is this? This is, um. What else was left? Right, right. I'm trying to tell you about all the business cards. I, I don't, I'm not interested in the business card because you said something else. Okay, no, there's a coupling that we can't, and we can't find the other coupling. If it's here, we're, we're looking all over the bag to see if we can find it, but we don't see that either. What, what else is in his pocket? Uh, like I said, you got a, you got a hundred dollars in here. There's some, uh... No, I need... No, 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 no. You had said something to me. Now, I need you to say... There's some... Yes, there's business cards. There's an insurance card. Business cards. You said something else. A cufflink, ma'am. There's a cufflink in here that we can, uh... I mean, I don't know where... You said something else. Oh, oh, okay. The last... There's two condoms in here. Hello? What the f*** did you say? Uh, like I said, there's $100 in here. There's some business... No, that. Did you say... Did you say there was some condoms in there? There's two. There's two uh, extra large There's condoms two. in here. Hello? So, 
I'm here. I'm I'm just trying to digest all the stuff that you had just said that that was in my husband's pocket. Now, are you sure that this is my husband, Chris? Chris? Uh, well, I mean, maybe you know the items, ma'am. This is there's a there's a gray suit. There's also a solid blue suit that that, that sounds fam- that sounds familiar, but I'm not understanding well, what, what you the, just the, trying the to tell number, me. That was some condoms. The phone that number that I the phone number that I called the number that's attached to this actual order. So I mean, I, this is the number we have on file. Is this is this his number or your home number or your, was your sale? What what the number is this? Uh, this is our house number. Okay. I, well, I this, just don't believe you know what what you're telling me because we just celebrated our uh, our, our anniversary last week and this is. Uh, what, what 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 I mean? What's what's wrong, man? What's wrong? Well, first of all, we married, and we never used condoms. And then you up there calling me, talking about he got condoms left in his suit coat pocket. I, I'm not understanding. Okay. Oh, well, I know he ain't cheating on me. Well, not, not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, you know, they could have been there. For- well, why else why he would have condoms in his pocket? That just don't make any damn sense. If we marry and we don't use condoms, why the would he have condoms in his pocket? Uh, I, I don't know, ma'am. You'd have to talk to Chris about that one. My, I guess my main reason is that you want me to... to, to well, wait a minute. I wanted to know, did you did you clean anything yet? Did you clean the suit? Or no, no, we haven't yet? cleaned it. I just, I just start okay. sorting stuff. And I, you I, know, I, don't I, don't want you, I don't want you to clean a thing. And all those articles that, that you said, I want you to put it... Whew. I want you to I want you to put everything, including them damn condoms, I want you to put it in the bag. I want you to put it in the bag. Don't clean nothing, because okay. I'm going to come up there, and I'm going to pick everything up. Okay. I, I mean, I'll be here all day. Like okay. I said, my name is Brad, and I'll be here if you want me to... Um... If you want me to uh, put them to the side, I, I, I won't clean them. I'll just put them to the side, and I'll leave them in the same laundry bag he had when he dropped them off. I'm a Chris up. I don't believe this I didn't gave this all the good years of my life, and he's going to turn around and cheat on me. You make sure you don't clean up thing, because I'm going to see inside all that my damn self. You put all that in the bag, I'm going to call my job and let them know I'm not coming in today. I'm going to get caught. Slow down. I don't want you to get get too hysterical. I mean, you know, you're getting a little irate. Are you okay? I'm 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 I'm, I'm gonna be all right. I am going to be all right when I get up there. Whew, Chris is gonna get up. That's all I got to say. You make sure you have all that stuff not clean. I don't want you to clean it. I want you to put all that other that you said that you found in this pocket. You put all that in the bag because Chris is. Would you, would you, I don't know who the would you, would you, he think he. With. Okay, Miss Tamika, would you like for me to call Chris? I don't and, want and, you. No, 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 no. Look, Bobby, I don't want you to no, call No, 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 man. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. My name's Brad. I'm Brad. I don't give a damn what your name is, sir. I really don't. Okay? Because Chris is going to get up. You just put everything in the bag, sir, like I had asked you to. I am on my way down there, and Chris, mm-mm. No, this ain't going down this way. We just renewed our vows. And matter of fact, don't condoms come in threes? And you up there talking about there's two left? What the uh, I, I'm not understanding. I know how to do my math, okay? Chris is going to get okay. when uh, he get home tonight. Here's, here's here's something else in the pocket, too. There's a note in here. A note? What does it say? Okay, man, I, I you know what? This has gotten way way out of hand. I don't want to... Way out of hand? Then you need to quit telling me everything that's in the pocket. Would you read that to me? Matter of fact, I want that in the bag, too.
Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, your husband, Chris, got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> what the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Chris was going to die tonight. I was, we was going to have a barbecue in his honor. Do you hear me, Tommy? Do you hear me? Oh, my God. Chris, I don't believe this is to me on radio. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Tommy. <laughs> hey, baby, let me ask you this. What's the, what's the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> Word of advice, fellas. When you buy the three-pack and you only lose, use one, throw the other two out the window so you don't have condoms. Uh, and the cleaners. Wow. Okay. He's so Steve. married. Why is you saying that? Oh, Tell him, Steve. Oh, I thought that was good advice. You can't give good advice. <laughs> All right, look, uh-uh. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news and a national news update with Miss Ann Tripp. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so fresh off her album of the year win at the BET Awards, Cardi B showed up at court in Queens, New York yesterday. Uh, check out what she was wearing. I am here for all of this. Wearing a navy blue and pink pantsuit with matching what? Blue hair. What? <laughs> yes, mm. Cardi Is B. Is this why you got blue hair shirt? Uh, no. <laughs> the judge informed Cardi that she was being charged with a, uh, attempted assault in the second degree and various other charges. Uh, the judge gave Cardi the option of having all of her charges read aloud in court, and her attorney said that would not be necessary. Cardi then voiced her plea, and she said, <laughs> Not guilty, sir. Honor. Mm. <laughs> not guilty, sir. Honor. Sir, honor. I like that. Oh, I look good. This blue is, this blue is kicking. Yeah. Let me see it, sure. I love the blue. That's sexy right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Cardi B. Well, <laughs> if you could just pull up a little bit, oh. just a little. Bit. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> wow. Oh, he's still. Oh my god. <laughs> same exact same voice inflection. You yeah, soft, but softer. You can end up in a courtroom right next to yes, him. Right. <laughs> and it sounds worse. It does. Yeah, it's a little, a little softer than that. Get him, what? Steve Harvey. Get your nephew. That's too late. Yeah, all right. Well, back to Cardi B. Uh, this is a very serious case, and she could be looking at up to four years in prison if convicted uh, in these attempted assault charges. Uh, this past Saturday during a BET Awards performance, Cardi told her fans, F you mean. I ain't going to jail. I got a daughter. Mm. <laughs> you know how I many people in jail? Okay, with, with children. <laughs> yeah. What? Lord have mercy. Yes. <laughs> You think I'd be saying the wrong thing. Look at that right there. <laughs> I'm with you when you're right, nephew. <laughs> Man, please. <laughs> I know. All right, in political entertainment news, yesterday the White House uh, uh, named Stephanie Grisham its new press secretary and communications director. For what? I mean, which number is this? this is hey, did not, but did I not say? Four. Uh-huh. That Sarah Huckabee Sanders was not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, you, did. yeah you said it. Yeah. I said, you did man, say that. I, I can tell, but I knew I saw Spicer on here. I said, this dude getting sick of this right here. Yeah. But Sarah, Sarah Huckabee, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, 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 no. Who is the new person they got? Her name is uh, Stephanie Grisham. Her? Mm-hmm. Oh, 
She's been with uh, Trump's campaign since 2015. She currently serves as uh, Melania's uh, chief of staff. Well, all they can do is, all they can do is make sure that they cut out press conferences. If they cut out press well, conferences, she, she can make, last for she can make. Yeah, they only have like, what, two a year and the rest he tweets, so she'll be good. Yeah. Okay, what, a year and a half to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you make it to the finish line? <laughs> what was Scaramucci? I thought he was, he was in press secretary. He was something else. I mean, I know he was 11 days. Scaramucci, he was. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but he came out saying the wrong stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, there you have it. Stephanie Grisham, she's been with the uh, Trump campaign since 2015, been with the First Ladies uh, for a while. She's her chief of staff, or she was. Now she's going to take over. So what you know. What is that job? What is that job? Her chief of staff. <laughs> what, what, is you, what, is, what are they doing? Well, but you know, Tommy, those people have big lives because she takes care of her. She has a big life, mm. Melania. I don't know what she does, but she got That's a big what I'm life. All right, uh, let's I don't go know. to. I ain't never been the wife. Let's go to the news, Steve. <laughs> Please, ladies and gentlemen, Miss <laughs> Andrew. He's gonna say it. He will. Everybody, this is Andrew with the news, and it's hump day. The Trump administration wants to tighten the economic screws on the Iranian government, and the president's warning that if Iran attacks anything American, that the U.S. is going to respond with, quote, great and overwhelming force. That's a quote. And that in some cases that might mean, here's another quote, obliteration. The tensions between the U.S. and Iran, you know, have been escalating in recent weeks. Iranian officials calling the latest round of U.S. sanctions against their country outrageous and idiotic. President Trump criticized over his administration's treatment of children in detention centers now says he's concerned about the conditions at the border for young migrants detained by U.S. authorities. And now John Sanders, the acting commissioner of Customs and Water Protection, is resigning his post after investigators say they discovered some 300 migrant children being kept without adequate food, water, sanitation, just being just being given like cookies occasionally. Trump says that the government uh, needs to at least $3 billion to deal with the situation. And the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives did their best overnight. They passed a bill providing $4.5 billion in emergency aid to care for thousands of migrant families and unaccompanied children detained after crossing the border. Problem is, the bill was passed along party lines. In other words, with very little or no help from Republicans. Uh, that sets up a showdown by the, with the Republican-dominated Senate, which may try to change the measure a little bit before it gets to President Trump. Looks like yesterday's Capitol Hill meeting went really well for the 911 responders and activists. They say they've secured an agreement from Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell saying that he will call a vote on a measure that would extend the Victims' Compensation Fund. Lead activist John Field says he got an assurance from the GOP Senate leader that the Senate would vote on extending the bill before August. Right now, the fund expires every five years. It's been running out of money faster than expected because more people have been getting sick. Democratic Control House and Judiciary Committee has okayed a bill that would extend the fund until the year 2090, but the full House and Senate must still take that up. Tonight, the Democrats hold their first debate with 10 candidates on the stage tonight. Then there'll be 10 others tomorrow night. The lineups were chosen by random lottery. Among those on the stage tonight, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, Senator Cory Booker, Senators Elizabeth Warren, Amy Kobusher, and Beto O'Rourke. That's tonight. Then they have, again, 10 others running on the uh, stage tomorrow. Former Special Prosecutor Robert Mueller has agreed to testify publicly now before both the House Judiciary and Intelligence Committees on July 17th. We'll see what happens. 
happens. Then and finally, today is Eat Your Beans Day. Eat and cornbread. With a little butter, please. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, the 4th of July is just a week away, guys. I'm loving this. And Stephen, tell me, you both love barbecuing and all of that, you know, yep. pit masters and everything. So here's a question for you. What if you guys had a barbecue? And tell me, you have them all the time, I know. And the majority of your party were vegans. What would you do? <laughs> would you? They, they, they not. Well, yeah, I don't even, know. even the sides got meat in it, so I don't know what you're finna do. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Them yeah. green beans got some meat in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. the, You're going to be full the baked of beans, salad. Baked yeah, beans. Baked, baked beans, beans got some meat in mm. Macaroni and cheese might have some meat in <laughs> What? It's going to be next to meat. Slaw, slaw got meat in it. Mashed potatoes got some meat in it. You're going to eat potato salad the whole time you have. The, the kale it. salad got meat in it. <laughs> They need not come. The beet yeah. salad, beet rind with meat. I don't know what you think. <laughs> you ain't nuts. You won't be a vegan when you leave. Wow. Put it that way. Well, uh, at least the you fruit guys. Fruit salad. <laughs> it has meat in it. Meat in it. <laughs> at least you guys didn't panic, according to a new survey. Oh, um, one last thing, one last... you know. Mm-hmm. I put meat in my iced tea. So <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> ask you, what about the Kool Aid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They just need bacon ice cubes. That's some bacon ice bacon cubes. Bacon ice cubes. Yeah. Well, at least 46% of people panic when they find out that vegans are coming to the house for the barbecue. Uh, 71% say they hope their guests with dietary restrictions will be fine with carrots and celery sticks and get by with what is uh, already offered at the barbecue. Oh, look, I got roasted corn for you, bell oh, peppers, okay. zucchini, yeah. mush- uh, 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 portobello mushroom mm-hmm. steaks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll lay you out. You know. 57% of guests with dietary restrictions say they have taken their own food to a barbecue. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Yeah. 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 So Because don't, don't, don't come in here making faces. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, listen, coming up at 34 after the hour, the Obamas are living their best lives. They're in Europe on their summer vacay. Oh, my goodness. Go They're ahead. doing it. They're doing it real big. Uh, we'll talk about it at 34 after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Obamas are living it up on their European summer vacation. Well, this past weekend, for example, they had lunch with uh, Bono and his wife on the French Riviera. Thank you very much. And Sasha and Malia joined them. Barack and uh, Bono have been friends for a long, long time, you know. Um, Next stop for the Obamas was a visit to see George Clooney and his wife Amal at their Italian villa on Lake Como for a charity dinner. Uh, I mean, they're balling out of control, right? Lake Como's mayor implemented a 300-foot exclusion zone for the Obamas' visit. Uh, Boats were banned from approaching within 300 feet of Clooney's villa, and uh, a tiny beach near the villa was um, was deemed off-limits. Even pedestrians were banned from walking past the property. Wow, he, is he more famous now than when he was in office? Uh, the well, Obamas, when he was in office, it would have been way, way worse. I know, I know. The Obamas have been spotted on private yachts in French Polynesia, spending time with Richard Branson on his private island and doing a bit of shopping in Italy. So, Steve, do you think he misses the White House at all? I mean, you've talked no. to him. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> he don't miss nothing about it. He's so happy he's right living. now. Well, he's 
Hear what he they have made all that money on that book. They got investments. The man, they living their best life. The best thing, yeah. greatest day of his life. The best two days of his life. Yeah. Becoming president of the United States and not being president yeah. no more. Yeah. Uh, so listen, now you go on vacation next week, right? Ooh, girl. <laughs> How excited are you, sir? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh shake it. Girl, I've been shaking. Let let us live vicariously for a moment. All this that you talking about, what the president doing, Uh finna do it. (laughs) Look out, George Clooney, here we come. No, I ain't got nothing to do with Clooney. I'm I'm not going over Lake Cuomo. I'm Uh staying out in that big water. I will not be up there in Lake Cuomo. It's stunningly gorgeous up there. Wow. Stunningly gorgeous. But you're going to be on the French Riviera. And Italian Riviera. And the Malfi Coast. And Croatia. I'm going to let them have it. And Sicily. I'm going to go down through. And over to Sardinia. And Corsica. I'm going to let them have it, man. Back up in Portofino. Yes, ma'am. Do you dock? Do you dock and get out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of times. Uh A lot of times. But I like, like, we like more like staying out now. Oh, okay. Uh You know, we take the tender in. We like waking up. On the water. Oh, man. Coffee. Man, sounds great. And uh, you have a private uh, chef, right? And everything you eat is fresh. You were yeah. telling us yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All of that that comes hey, with. Hey, it. Does it cost to dock? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, about yeah, that. Hell okay. yeah. At least fifteen hundred. What? Oh, easy. To pull up? No, right. Easy. Ooh. That ain't. That's to pull up. That ain't no gas or nothing. You know, Uncle, if you take me, I take care of the docking costs. <laughs> I, I take that it. off. <laughs> I take that off your plate. I love it. I, I love get it, there. You got that fifteen hundred. Well, we pull up everywhere. Hey, junior, 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 junior. Some of them places, I said at least fifteen hundred. That's very rare that you get that. Oh, they more than that. Oh, they go up. Oh, <laughs> dog, it's dog, it's we ten thousand sometimes. Oh, hey, oh, we, we ain't pulling in there. Swim up there. Oh, hey, we gonna swimming. we gonna take the dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said, I got the 15 oh, God, all day. God, God, God. <laughs> now, that 15 is just some places. They got yeah. some places cost so much money to pull up at. Wow. Ain't no joke, man. Well, I mean, Steve, you work hard. You should play hard. Yeah, yeah. You should you play know, hard. Look, Ball look out. my wife yeah. and I go on one vacation a year. Mm-hmm. One vacation, that's ours. It's our anniversary. And that's where we, and we go. And I save up and I pay for it ahead in advance. You know, we just go and enjoy ourselves. It's such a blessing, man. That, that God gives you a life that you can do some things like this. And it's at so many different levels, man. I'm just appreciative of God that he's allowed me to see some of these different levels, man. It's just nothing but God's grace. I can't take no credit for this. I'm telling y'all, man. God, God can do anything, man. God can make anything happen Absolutely. for you. Yeah. If, if you can think it you, and on. conceive it, Come on. you can achieve it. Yeah, nothing too All hard. All you gotta for do God. is believe it. Oh, it ain't nothing too hard for mm-hmm. God. This is we stuff hard for us. Yeah. But for him, it ain't nothing. Wow. All right. Uh, thank you, Lord. That's all I can say. And this too, up next, the nephew with today's prank phone call. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's today's strawberry letter. The subject, my husband is such a dummy. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Tombstone. Everybody will have one sooner or later. Tombstone. Okay. All right. All right. 
All right. It's Auntie's funeral, and they got they got this name spelled wrong on here. Tombstone. Ooh. Let's go. Funeral home. It's Kendrick. Hey, man, I got a pro- we got a problem with this funeral home. Let me ask y'all something. Look, y'all done messed around and put the wrong name on my Auntie Tombstone, as well as the date. And we got a problem. We got to get rectified, man. Y'all got to hold, hold on. Hold on, man. Hold, calm down. I, first of all, what is your name? My name is Reggie, man, but y'all, y'all, I, I, I can't understand a funeral home making these kind of mistakes. You know, that that don't make no sense. How long have y'all even been in the business to be doing stuff like this? So this is a family business. We've been doing this 40-plus years. Why are y'all making mistakes like this, man? What, what, what's the problem? What's the mistake? What, what mistake do you think we made? Okay, look, man, we buried my auntie two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Her name is Rosetta Okay. All right. We, uh, the way you spell our name is R O S E T T A. Y'all got R O Z E T T A. And she was born June the eighth, nineteen forty-eight. Y'all got August the sixth, nineteen forty. Y'all got the dates mixed up, and y'all got her name mixed up. And what we ain't finna do is have my auntie uh, uh, rested in peace with the wrong stuff on her tombstone. That oh, don't oh, make no sense, oh, man. Calm down. Bro, I, you keep yelling at me. I can't. There's no way I can help you if you're yelling at me. Now, I need. Well, fix the problem, then, man. Well, I, I can check the paperwork. I can check the paperwork and see what the problem is. Now, if you gave me the wrong information, your family gave me the wrong information, then we just put down what we were given. And if we got to change something, we'll change it. But it's gonna cost you some more money. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Y'all ain't. We're not, we're not paying another damn dime to that funeral. Not another damn dime. The stuff's going to get changed on this damn tombstone, and we're not paying for nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you this here. Sir, I'm going to come over there. I'm, I'm saying we can help you out. I can help you. But if you gave me the wrong information, that, that's on you. I didn't do that. That's on you. We didn't give you the wrong information. Now, I'm going to tell you this right here. You, what, what is your name? wrong. What is your name? My name is Kendrick. Okay, Kendrick. Let me tell you something. If this don't get changed by the night, me and some of my cousins are finna come out there and start digging up bodies. Oh, yeah. oh y'all no. Get... Y'all ain't not coming over here and digging up nothing. Y'all, this is my family. You gonna disrespect my family and come over here and you gonna dig up what? We yeah. gonna dig up some bodies if y'all, gonna come, if, y'all, if y'all don't get this rectified on my hand tombstone. It's not gonna be none of that. I'm not having you coming over here. We gonna fix the problem. I'm gonna check the paperwork and I can get back to you. That's what I can do, but you ain't digging up nothing. If, 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 if y'all ain't fix this thing on my head tombstone by this evening, me and my cousin is coming out there digging up some of them damn dead bodies until y'all get this damn thing fixed. Ain't going to be nobody coming over here. Well, somebody finna no fix your mind. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Listen. Hold on. See? What? Now, I'm getting excited, too. Come, man, let me just talk to you like a man. Listen, what I'm saying to you is that the family fills out the paperwork, puts the name and the birth date on there. If it is incorrect it has to be fixed i have to call the man out here to fix it and that's gonna cost some money i have to pay him all i'm saying is if that is the case if the paperwork is incorrect it's not on us and i might have to charge you a little extra money just so i can get it taken care of i'm not gonna get charged nothing we ain't got no more money man we ain't got no more money y'all charge us an arm and a leg to bear my honey we ain't got no more let me tell you i'm gonna tell you one more time mr kendrick if I don't see a child, I'm coming out there this evening to look at my Annie Tombstone. I'm coming out there. Now, if the date and the name ain't fixed, I promise you, so help me, I'm going to start digging up about it. And if your ass is out there, I'm going to put you in one of them holes that I didn't dug up. Man, I tell you what, Virgin, you're not going to put me in no hole, man. Like I said, I try to, I'm trying to talk to you and tell
tell you what the deal is and how we will get this fixed. Ain't nobody coming out here and digging up nothing. I have to call somebody to get it fixed. I bet you, I bet you I'm digging up a hole and I'm putting your in it if you don't fix my hand in tombstone. Yeah, we both was going in the damn hole. That's what's going to happen. No, then we both going in there then. Because somebody, y'all done fix, mess around and put the wrong thing. Y'all done put the, y'all done spell my hand, name wrong and everything. All of that. Man, I don't even answer the damn phone. Let me get my uncle get it. Listen. All right, Reggie. What? What? Just what back do you want? We're not going to fix nothing. Me and you yelling at each other, we men. We don't do this. Yelling at each other is not going to fix the problem. I'm a, I still have to do a step here. I have to look at this paperwork. So when are you going to look at it then? Reggie, if you keep yelling, I don't even have time to even go over this paperwork. Every time I get ready to look at something, you yelling in my okay, head. Okay, well, let me say this to you one more time. I'm coming. Matter of fact, I'm going to come out there right now. That's what I'm going to do. You know what, Reggie? Come on then. I try to talk nice to your Tell you what the do. I told you that this is a family business and you disrespect me. Man, you. You come out here and you ain't no cousin. We both going to the whole day. That's what I'm trying to tell you right now. Well, See, I got to you. Now you just have to go around out there just a minute. You don't even know how to lift your to tell Well, you, 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 need to, you need to know that my is on my way. Because I guarantee you, y'all going to change it. I could bring your in. Bring your You ain't no cousin. Who else the going to call? I dig a both seven holes out this I bet you when they get ready to spell Kendrick on the tombstone, I bet you they won't spell that wrong. Oh, baby, come on, you. You and your cousin. Well, I got, I got something else I need to tell you. What the else you got to say? I said if you listening to me, Kendrick. What the you have to say, Reggie? I got to say this. This is nephew Tommy. You just got pranked by your secretary with... No. <laughs> 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 you all right, man? <laughs> you, Tommy. How about that? <laughs> Damn. Hey, you man. got me, man. You got me, man. <laughs> man, I won't even supposed to be in here today. <laughs> Damn, I knew something was funny. Oh, man. You all right, man? <laughs> yeah, you got me, but I was going to dig a hole for your <laughs> today. Trying to dig. <laughs> All right, hey, man, I got to ask you one more thing. What is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Uh, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how y'all want y'all tombstone? I, I haven't Don't thought about that much. Yeah. Between the oh, born date yeah. and the death date is that dash. Well, we're going to have your dash. What, do you want some flowers on the side? How you want I promise it? Promise I ain't going to visit it. <laughs> Well, at least you'll know now what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? Once I'm gone, I'm pretty much, my cast is pretty much over. <laughs> I ain't going to get to heaven and say, Lord, did they put the right tombstone down there? Wow. Well, what you want? You want one of them mausoleum things? What you want? Nah, Were you man. in that wall? Man, they really thought about it, Tom. Yeah. They really going to make me no damn difference. Okay. Now, if you want, you I can have it where it's in New Orleans. That's above ground. You know what I'm saying? You ain't underground. You can have that. Oh, are you in charge of oh, the funeral? I'm definitely in charge of my <laughs> funeral. What? I want a funeral rehearsal. You know what I'm saying? What that you way, you know, the people that well, I want Well, because a lot of people there. surely going to have to practice carrying a little casket. <laughs> Shut up. Ah, <laughs> yes, Steve. Yes, Steve. You, know, yes. you know, a lot of people is used yes. to having six pallbearers. He is just going to be two. <laughs> You gonna say I walked in it? That's what. That's what you gonna say? Like little ring bearers at a wedding, Steve. Yeah, you know they're gonna come down. It's gonna be two Paul bears, just one in the front, one in the back. Hey, it's gonna be. It's okay. It's gonna be a little heavier towards his head.
Tommy Tommy gonna get buried in a carry-on luggage. Yeah. A roll-on. Tommy gonna come down there in the Louis Vuitton roll-on because you know he like Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I'm gonna have you wrapped in one of them blankets you be sleeping with on the plane. I'm not gonna just wrap you. I'm gonna swaddle you. Uh, I'm gonna swaddle you in a Louis Vuitton, then I'm gonna put you in a roll-on. <laughs> I, I used to love to swaddle Sheridan. She hated it, but I, yeah. I know what swaddling is. Yeah, that's so I'm gonna come up there and I'm, I'm gonna set you. You ain't got to use no casket stand. I'm gonna put you up on the table where they had an offering tray. <laughs> and I'm gonna just unzip it. I'm gonna have a little lock on it and everything. You're gonna be LV down, boy. All right, thank you, nephew. Thank you, Steve. Really, thank you, Steve. You're welcome. I'm here for you. All right, up next, strawberry letter subject. My husband is such a dummy. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it's time now for today's strawberry letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter on Steve Harvey FM and just click submit strawberry letter. We'll get it. And uh, we could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now, today. All right? Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Subject, my husband is such a dummy. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for 20 years, and it's been the longest 20 years ever. Neither of us has been perfect in the marriage, but um, I got myself together, and I was hoping that my dumb ASS husband did, too. Dumb ass. Uh-huh. But it seems like there are far too many ways for him to do his dirty deeds now. About three months ago, he sent me a text that was intended for someone else. He wanted to meet up after work. I busted him, mm-hmm, and he lied and said that the text was for me, and he was trying something new to keep our marriage interesting. I knew he was lying, so I started paying close attention to his daily call logs on the cell phone bill. He was dialing all kinds of numbers that I had never seen before. I didn't ask him about it because I needed more proof. Then by looking at his phone, I noticed that he downloaded a new app that allows him to talk and video chat with people without it showing up on the cell bill, cell phone bill. Then I realized he was on social media, liking pictures of half-dressed women, commenting on how nice and fine they are, and, and sending these women direct messages. He was DMing them. Uh, When I confronted him with everything, he swore that it's all innocent fun and he's not trying to be sneaky. He said he never had planned to meet up with any of those women. I pay the cell phone bills, so I told him that I'm going to have his cell phone deactivated and he will not have access to any apps or social media. He almost lost it when I said that, which confirms my suspicions. If oh, wait, I, read that line again, Sean. Okay. She, she pays the cell phone bills, okay? So she told him that she's going to have his his phone deactivated and he will not have access to any apps or social media. He almost lost it when I said that, which confirms my suspicions. If my gut feelings are right and he's cheating again, I'm out of here. Do you think I'm just tripping or blowing this out of proportion? Please help. Well, uh, you definitely have a few things uh, that are definitely cause for concern here, and really more than that. First, the text you mentioned in the letter that he sent to you by mistake. 
you knew it was intended for someone else. You knew he was lying. He tried to cover it up, saying that, you know, he wanted to try something new in the marriage. You knew that was a lie. Also, the new app he has where he can video chat and like pictures and DM people. That's another clue. And, of course, your gut feeling. You know what they say, always trust your gut, right? Well, after 20 years, you know your man, you know his habits, you know how he moves. So you know when he's telling the truth and you know when he's lying. All through this letter, he has done nothing but lie and you've caught him. So you ask us, uh, are you tripping and are you blowing things out of proportion? You know, I say trust yourself, trust your instincts. Uh, no, I don't think you're blowing things out of proportion. I, I, I don't think you're tripping at all. I think your husband is tripping. I think he's tripping. He's the one that's out of control here with all of this. You say if, if, you, if your gut feelings are right and you find out he's cheating again, uh, you're out of there. So it looks like, you know, you better start packing your bags. Uh, you don't have any concrete proof now, but it looks like it might be coming. So get ready. Steve? Wow. I don't know what to tell you. You've been married for 20 years. You said it's been the longest 20 years ever. I mean, damn. Yes. Neither one of y'all been perfect in the marriage. That means you done tripped and he done tripped. But then you say you got yours together, and then you was hoping he did. But now it's tech because of technology. It's just too many ways for him to be out there tripping. So he sent this text about three months ago that was intended for somebody else said uh you know to meet up after work well then you busted him now here's what he did though after you busted him you said that he said that was for you he was trying to keep <laughs> new things in that man i sent that to you i just told you that i just act like i ain't know i knew he was lying yes. so then you start watching the call log on the cell phone then. All kinds of numbers on there. You know, but now you snooping, so you didn't want to bust him right away. But you started looking at his phone that he had downloaded a new app that allows him to talk and video chat with people without it showing up on the cell phone bill. Now, that's curious to me. Mm -hmm. A video phone call is different on your cell phone bill. Uh, Is it the WhatsApp? WhatsApp. I, I think it's WhatsApp, Steve. She didn't What's say that, but it's probably WhatsApp. Mm, yeah. mm. You mean it's Excuse, sh- No, nephew, it seems like he has some insight on this. What, what was no, that? Married man? I don't know. A damn okay, okay then. Okay. Inside voice, outside voice. Crazy. This boy is brilliant. How long no, did I'm you really, give, it, really, give it, uh, Steve? Seven years. Definitely like not 20 years like the letter. Oh, yeah. Oh, it said to be the longest. Like she said. That allows him to talk and video chat with people without it showing up on the cell phone bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see what you're talking about. That must be what's that. What's that? Yeah. Then I realized he was on social media liking pictures of half-dressed women, coming on house and finding on sending these women DMs. DMs. Then when you confronted him, he swore they was innocent. He ain't sneaking. He ain't playing on me with none of them women. I just said I wanted to. <laughs> How did he say it? I just said I ain't gonna beat up with nobody. I just said I had wanted to. <laughs> Girl, you tripping. You yeah, right. You don't see me over there now, do you? All right, hold on, Steve. Uh, we'll have part two of your response coming up at 23 after the hour. Subject of today's strawberry letter, my husband is such a dummy. <laughs> we'll get back into it right after this. <laughs> 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, let's recap today's strawberry letter. And uh, come on, Steve, with your response. The subject is, my husband is such a dummy. Man. Y'all been together 20 years. According to you, it's been the longest 20 ever, ever. Uh, technology then took over. He done found a lot of ways to cheat now. Three months ago, he sent a text to you that was intended for somebody else. He, he wanted to meet up after work. I busted him. He lied and said that text was for me, and he was trying to, girl, girl, that text for you. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. What's his name? Girl, oh, 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 oh. Oh, you talking about the dude's uh-huh, name in the letter? Uh-huh. Uh, Terelius. <laughs> yeah. Terelius, because he tells the women, I'm Terelius, they're really. Terelius. <laughs> so uh, Terelius is uh, dead serious. And uh, he lied and said that text was for you. Uh-huh. And you knew you was lying, so you started watching the call logs. He dialing all kind of numbers you've never seen before. I didn't ask him about it because I needed some more proof. Then you're looking at the phone, notice he didn't download a new, a new app that allows him to talk and video chat with people without it showing up on the cell phone bill. That's what's out, according to Shirley. Then I realized he was on social media liking pictures of half-dressed women, commenting on how nice and fine they are, and sending these women direct messages. Then when I confronted him, when he swore that it was all innocent, he just not trying to be sneaky. Girl, I ain't had no plan on going out with none of these here women. Come on, Terelius. Because, listen, we was just talking. We was just talking, and that's all it was. He's from New York. And then you come talking about that I was going to meet up with these women, and I wasn't. And I wasn't. You know. So then, you know, then you come talking about because you paid the cell phone bills that you was going to have my phone just deactivated. Uh-huh. Now, why you tripping like that? Wow. And then you ain't got, no, I ain't going to have no access to any of these apps. Mm. I need these apps for my job. Oh. Mm. Let's do the job in there. That's good. Okay. Well, if he got a job, he should pay his own cell phone bill. If my gut feelings are right and he's cheating again, Mm -hmm. I am out of here. Do you think I'm just tripping and blowing this out of proportion? Okay, let me ask you something. Mm -mm. What's her name? This is Terelius and uh, Jess Shamika. <laughs> Terelius and Shamika, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They call him STD. What? They call him STD. Shamika and Terelius doing the damn thing. <laughs> if my gut feelings are right and he's cheating again. Uh-huh. Well, if your gut if your gut feelings is right, your gut telling you he's cheating again, I'm out of here. Do you think I'm just tripping and blowing this out of proportion? Look, if you're looking for a reason to stay with the man, then just go on and stay with him. You got 20 years in, you can use that one. People like to use I got 20 years in, like that's supposed to have value to it. When after if something gone bad, then it it was a season for it. You know, some relationships are just for seasons. It's just you didn't blow that portion of your life. You look back on it, you got some good times out of them 20, even though it was the longest you ever had. You know, your husband a dummy, but if he dumb, what that make you, though? Ah. Because you staying with it. And your gut telling you what he doing. Man, to really, it's just any questions about this letter, because I'm... 
Why his gut don't tell him to get his own damn phone in his own name? Why his gut don't mm-hmm. tell him? No, because you, you know, Tommy, when you're stupid, now you'll notice. That. <laughs> <laughs> <When> you... <laughs> You know what, man? Pop <laughs> team, what? <laughs> Y'all know this now. Some of this stuff I don't see what they questions for. Uh, All right, uh, go ahead, Steve. Well, you know. <laughs> you can't even you know, move on. You know, when a man is at this level of ignorance, it, it, it compounds and manifests itself in a lot of ways. You know, you know, when you stupid, you ain't just stupid at that. Mm-hmm. That oh. stupidity shows up in multiple areas Wait. of your life. Hold on a minute, Steve. Now, uh, tell me, is this true? What Steve's saying? <laughs> sure. Come on, boy. Surely, <laughs> you don't know. I love you. I expect I lo- it from you. I love you. I love you. Answer the question. <laughs> Now, see, the thing about Tommy, now, let me tell you something about Tommy. Tommy's ignorance is reserved for a prank phone call. Now, his anger management problem, that carries over. But he don't have to deal with his anger management in pranks. His stupidity is for pranks. Now, his anger management, that's other areas of life, and that's not really stupidity, that's anger management. But okay, aren't we getting off subject, though? We're talking yeah. about stupidity. Well, I don't know how we could be. Didn't I say Tommy twice? <laughs> okay. Y'all just as ignorant as me. I'm right here. Yeah, I, may, I am as ignorant as you, but I'd be damned if I'm stupid. <laughs> you, you, sir, have that type. <laughs> Stupidity. <laughs> 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 Whatever you say. Come on, Junior. You got it. Yeah, that is. I don't know what that is. All right, listen. We got to get out of here. Uh, Leave us your comments on today's Strawberry Letter on Instagram at Steve Harvey FM. And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up in 10 minutes, we'll review the headlines and some trending topics. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, guys, friend to the show, Mike Epps. He's our friend. We love him. Mike Epps is married. He's a married man what? yet again. Ahead, Congratulations. Yes, yes. On Sunday night, uh, Mike married Kyra Robinson. Uh, she's from Chicago. She's a TV producer. He married her at the luxurious Pelican Hill Resort in Newport Beach, California. Uh, the couple had been dating uh-huh. for two years. They went. Oh, public. I know exactly where they got married. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, they've been dating for two years. Uh, they went public shortly after Mike and his first wife, Michelle, got divorced uh, in two seven, 2017. T.I. left the BET Awards uh, on Sunday night to be at the wedding. Snoop Dogg and Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer, Steve, they skipped the awards altogether so they wouldn't miss the wedding. Earthquake was there. Uh, our boy Earthquake was there as well. Uh, and get this, uh, Dougie Fresh and the Whispers, Tommy, can you say that? The Whispers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Performed at the reception, so we have to say congratulations to to uh, Mike and his new bride. Uh, they look beautiful together. Congrats, She's gorgeous. Mike. All right, yeah. Mike. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, man. Wow. Yeah. So here's an interesting story. Uh, we mentioned that uh, Mike Epps' wife is from Chicago. Well, Illinois is now the 11th state in the U.S. to legalize the purchase and possession of recreational marijuana. Mm. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got to so, say a shout out to our, our friends at B103. That's our, our radio family in Chicago. What were you going to say? I was just so that means they, it's not it's not medical, it's, it's recreational. Yeah, it's recreational. Just, oh, man. It's just regular food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This might calm a lot of things down. <laughs> yes, let's hope. Uh, Governor Pritzker uh, there signed the bill uh, Tuesday. It allows adults 21 and over to buy and possess small amounts of marijuana. Adults will be able to purchase and possession. Uh, adults will be able to purchase and possess 30 grams of cannabis five grams of cannabis concentrate and cannabis infused products containing no more than 500 milligrams of THC. That's a lot of weed, girl. That is, is yeah. it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 500 milligrams sounds like a lot. I, oh, what does concentrate sound like a lot? Yeah, yeah, that's a Ooh. lot. Under the law, medical patients, uh, to, to speak to your question, uh, Junior, would be permitted to buy marijuana seeds and grow up to five plants at home so long as the plants are kept out of public view. So there you I go. I know you ain't been back there in my weed head division. <laughs> coming, coming, up the the weed head. coming up at the top of the hour, Steve, we're going to talk about the proposed federal wealth tax. That's coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, Abigail Disney, that is a granddaughter of a Disney World co-founder and heiress to the Disney fortune, she's among a group of 19 ultra-wealthy Americans who signed a letter on Monday asking presidential candidates to support a federal wealth tax. The letter states that America has a moral, ethical, and economic responsibility to tax our wealth more. The wealth tax could help address the uh, climate crisis, improve the economy, improve health uh, outcomes, and strengthen our democratic freedoms. The letter was published in the New York Times on Monday. Uh, Ms. Disney uh, joined CNN's Don Lemon to discuss the federal wealth tax, noting that we're creating a super class that is so far above the the, uh, vast majority of people that they don't share the same planet or the same reality as working class Americans. She added that 47% of people cannot cope with being hit with even a $400 emergency. She's saying, I don't think that the people who are on their private jets or living in incredible riches can even begin to digest what it means to not have $400 for an emergency. So, Steve, I got to ask you, what do you think? I mean, you know, what do you think about what she's saying about the federal wealth tax? I mean, you know, she can say what she want to say. They're not finna do that. I mean, you know, you can say what you want to say. Here's a problem. No one, no one is paying all of their taxes. No one. And they know that. And you just can't go. Look, man, I don't know how you punish a person more for being more successful. I don't know how you keep doing that. You already put them in a 40% tax bracket. You know, if you put them in a 40% tax bracket, how much more can you tax them? I mean, I just don't know how to do that, you know. I just don't know how to do it. For every dollar you make, plus if you put in the, the, uh, the uh, if you put in the uh, state taxes and all your franchise taxes that you have to pay, mm-hmm. you're at 50% and better. So every dollar you make, you got to send 50 cents to the government. That's, that's, you're asking a lot of people. What about the um, the uh, statement that she made about 
47 percent of people, and that's almost half, can't cope with being hit with a four hundred dollar emergency. I understand that. I mean, I've been in that position many times. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's nobody else's fault that I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't blame you, Shirley. Like if you were working, and you make you know a lot more money than I do, mm-hmm. and I don't have four hundred dollars, I can't expect you to get that to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just because I don't have it, you know, or I can't go to Tommy and go, hey man, look, you making more than me. I ain't got this. I want you to give me yours. This the first time we ever heard me make. I know. You know, can you dream a little bit? It was just, it was just <laughs> yeah. illustration time. It's been believed. It's been believed. Yeah. Yeah. Her letter stated that America has a moral, ethical, and economic responsibility to tax our wealth more, Steve. Our wealthy more. Um, who is who is this person? Again? She's Abigail D- uh, Disney, the granddaughter of Disney World co-founder. Well, and, uh, she's but you know how much money she got? Disney fortune. Oh yeah. Oh, she's. Hey, now look. If you wanna, if you wanna pay some more taxes, go ahead. Matter of fact, just send it in. All right, coming up, more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show (laughs) at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Team USA soccer superstar Megan Rapinoe is making it crystal clear that if the U.S. wins the World Cup, she says there's no way in hell she's visiting Donald Trump at the White House. (laughs) Mm. She said... uh, (laughs) She said, this is what she said, I'm not going to the effing White House. Come on. She added, we're not going to be invited. And she's probably right about that because Megan and her Team USA soccer teammates have been very outspoken when it comes to their disapproval of the president. You may have heard that Rapinoe has been uh, very political in the past. She was the first white pro athlete in America to take a knee during the national anthem following Colin Kaepernick's lead. She no longer takes a knee, but Megan doesn't put her hand over her heart or sing along with the lyrics of the uh, national anthem either. So there you go. She's not going. She says, I'm not going to the effing White House. (laughs) That's a quote. Yeah. (laughs) I like that quote. We put that on the shirt. <laughs> and back, we're not gonna be you invited. Think, uh, is Toronto gonna go? Toronto, what? Oh, to going to go to the White House after winning yeah, the uh, NBA championship. NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Well, they're from Canada, so I don't know what the hell they're going up there for. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Because they're in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know. To get I don't some, think he's expecting them. To get some Burger King at McDonald's food. Oh, he got the worst menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we'll have more of the show, Steve Harvey Morning Show, coming up at 33 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, well, the first Democratic presidential debate is set for tonight and tomorrow night at Miami's Arsht Center. Um, the debate will air on NBC, MSNBC, and Telemundo at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern with a total of 20 candidates, 10 each night. Candidates had to qualify to be invited. And oh. to qualify, yeah, you had to get 65,000 donors to contribute to their campaign with 200 donors from at least 20 different states, or they had to receive 1% of support in three polls the DNC deems as qualified. So everybody didn't make the cut. Everyone, nah. yeah, that's, it's 23 candidates, only 20 made it, 10 each night. Well, who okay. didn't get the money? All right, so here's a list of the, of the 20 candidates that qualified for the debate. 
Uh, Cory Booker, mm-hmm. Bill de Blasio out of New York. He's the mayor. Uh, Julian Castro, uh, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard. Stop me, you know, if you don't ain't know any of one of them going to make yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, start the list over. I'll tell you who ain't going to make it. Okay. Cory Booker out of New Jersey. He's the senator. Yeah. I like him, but he ain't going to be president. Uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. Nope. Former HUD Secretary Julian Castro. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney. Hawaii uh-uh. Representative Tulsi Gabbard. Nope. Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Nope. Minnesota oh. Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, former she ain't Tex- gonna make it. Former Texas Congressman Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Uh, Beto. Ohio, yeah, Beto. Ohio Rep Tim Ryan. Who? He ain't gonna make it. Who is that? Uh, Who? Say that again. Sound like Paul Ryan. That's why he ain't going to <laughs> Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. She up in there, Yeah, man. she's heading I up don't the, know how, the polls. She, Because she, she has a plan. That's all she talks about is, I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. She's got a plan. For everything. Yes, she does. Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden. He up yes, in there. Sir. Yes, yes, sir. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett. He ain't going to make it. Pete Buttigieg, you know, he's the mayor of South Bend. Yeah, he ain't going to make it either. Uh, <laughs> that, that last name does it for him, that Buttigieg. Go ahead. Kirsten Gillibrand uh, out of uh, New York. She's a senator. She ain't going to make it. I ain't seen a picture of uh, Kamala Harris, California senator. Yeah, she in there, but it's getting a little shaky unless she starts saying something. Kamala Harris like starts saying I like her a lot, but she got to start saying something because she, this old, she has, to, she has to come with it and stop saying, I, that's something I would consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these safe answers. She got to get a little bit more definitive. John Hickenlooper out of Colorado. He's the governor. Hickenlooper. Nope. Uh, Ain't nobody gonna make it. Uh, Bernie Sanders out of Vermont. He's the senator there, of course. Eric Swalwell, California representative. Mary Ann Williamson, the author, and Andrew Yang, a no. businessman. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Didn't even know he was running. All right. Yeah. yeah. Know him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Well, we'll be watching it. Coming up, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. It is that time. It is our last break of the day. Any final thoughts? Steve is coming up with his closing remarks, but any final thoughts from you, Junior? Uh, yeah. I just uh, want to thank Unc for the great laugh I got today about Tommy's funeral casket. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was earlier. I've been in the thinking show. about that all morning. What did he say? Oh, he had him in a rollaway bag, <laughs> and he gonna swaddle him in a Louis Vuitton swaddle. Oh. <laughs> Any final thoughts from you, nephew, <laughs> before we hand it over I to you? I still want to have a funeral rehearsal, whether I'm wrapped in a Louis Vuitton blanket, swaddling clothes, however you want to name it. Uh, I'm gonna have it that way. I can, I can see who coming. I know who preaching. I know who's singing. Somebody unzip the casket. Well, here's my final thought. I'm too busy right now living my best life. I don't believe in it right now, but I do believe in a living will. Okay. Yeah, okay. I do believe in that. So All right, let me Steve. your will? Oh, of course you are. What you leave? It's a little segment. Just a li- See. 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 Oh, sorry. See. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Hey, hey, can I say this? Can yeah. I say this? Mm-hmm. My kids are rolling right now. They should be rolling right now. They're going to... Uh, they're at Wendy's camp, Wendy uh, Raquel Robinson. Oh, yeah. Uh, at her theater, her theater camp. camp. They are yeah. in L.A., so they're going, they're doing their thing, and my little girl is loving it. My little man, Jordan, is loving it, so they're headed to theater camp, so y'all enjoy Well, you yourself. know, their daddy can act, so. 
Hey, kids, we love you. We'll see if we, they got a little bit in them. You, Wendy's the best person to go to. Yeah, you have great kids, too, Tommy. Hey, Sydney. Hey, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> Jackie is going today to uh, mm-hmm. Family Feud. Ooh, survey says. Top surveys on the board. So she's going to see Uncle Steve. He don't know that yet, but you'll see her sitting no, there. Don't tell him. Don't tell him, I ain't going to remember till I no, see No, she already told me. Tell Uncle I'm coming. Don't act like I ain't sitting over there now. <laughs> she got friends with her? Probably just one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll blow her up there. Make her feel real special. She ain't coming in there with no entourage. She ain't, she ain't rolling deep like that. She, she usually be three, four deep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her at Essence one year. I was trying to get over there. I said, your husband got you tell. I went out, I had some friends. Boy, when I <laughs> opened up that damn gate, about six women came in. I felt so bad. I said, God damn. I thought she had one girl from about six. <laughs> All right, oh, Steve. Man. Time for your closing. Ready? Yeah, I got it. You know, um, I want to talk to you about something today. Um, I talked to so many young people, man. And they have some really, really wonderful ideas. I talked to some young kids at my mentoring camp, and they were talking about all these ideas. Here was a thing that happened. And it's a true story. I used to really harp on haircuts at the camp, you know. Get yourself a haircut, had JT's Barber's College would be down there. And over the years, I've changed that because so many of the kids have dreads. So many of the kids have so many braids and stuff in their hair, Mr. Harvey. This way we're doing it now. So I, I accept it. You know, I gotta, I gotta go with it. So I don't push haircuts like I used to. I was in the barbershop with JT at the mentoring camp, and this young kid, 18 years old, was telling me his plan was to go to college. So I asked him what did he want to be. He had an attorney. Now he, had, he didn't have dreads. He just had his hair plaited. You know. You know how little girls used to make their hair loop and they put barrettes on the end? Well, his didn't do that. They were kind of fat and he just had them kind of sticking straight out and they looped down a little bit. I said, so what's your plan when you go to school, young man? He said, I'm going to be a lawyer, a defense lawyer. I said, really? I said, looking like that? He said, yeah, 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 Mr. Harvey. This is how I'm going to look. I said, man, y'all think about that. He said, uh... He said, what do you mean? I said, well, think about your appearance if you're going to be an attorney. He said, Mr. Harvey, no disrespect, but that's racism. And that's what we're trying to get, trying to stop people from dictating us how our hair should be. I said, you're exactly right, young man. That's exactly what that is. It's racially biased towards us. It's culturally biased towards us. It's that way. I said, but let me ask you a question. I know you want to be a defense lawyer. I say, but let's say you're on trial for armed robbery and possession. Man, Mr. Harvey, I ain't never done like that. I said, we're just using it for a hypothetical situation. Let's just see you on trial. And some of the barbers were over there, and a couple of the barbers had dreadlocks, and this older barber, he was just a regular cut dude with salt and pepper hair. And JT was over there, and this other little Latino kid. And so I said, look over there, man. I said, just by looking, I said, just by appearances, if you are on trial for possession and intent uh, and, and armed robbery, which one of those men over there would you like to be your lawyer? He looked over there and he picked the older guy with the haircut. I said, why you picked him? He said, because he looked 
he looked like he'll be serious. I said, I said, I come here to pick this kid with the dreads. Now, Mr. Harvey, he looked like me. I said, well, don't you want to be a lawyer? He said, yeah, but if I'm in trouble, man, I got to go in there looking with somebody a little bit more square. I said, well, sir, let's just think about what you just said for a minute. If that's how you would select a person, I said, how do you think other people view it? I said, so listen to me, son. It's not always about what you want to do because what you're saying is absolutely correct, and I hope you do change America in the way it's thinking. But the way it is now, I said, man, just get to where you're trying to get to, and you can make a lot more changes that way. I said, so just remember that, brother. Just remember that. Sometimes you just got to, you, you got to get in there and do what you're uncomfortable doing in order to get to the point of comfort that you want to be to. That's all I wanted to say to him. We out of time. Y'all have a great weekend. See you tomorrow. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 